You're listening to the State of Our Football Nation on FNR. Hello again. An opportunity to talk about uh, some of the stories that are making headlines in the uh, game of football in Australia and around the world. Uh, my co-host is Lockie Flanagan, who's running the controls. And uh, we've got a couple of special guests from... Um, the MacArthur Bulls a little bit later on. We'll be talking to Sam Krizlovich, who's the sporting director at the club. Mm. And he's probably wearing one of the biggest smiles in the preseason. Would you think, Lockie? Yeah, I mean, I'd say of, of all the, the A-League-related sporting directors, I think he'd certainly be the cheeriest. He's, of course, the only one to, to make it to the final, the only early team to make it past the semis as well. Obviously, Brisbane got trounced. And I think, they've, I mean, there's been quite a few teams who have been upset along the... Uh, Along the path to the final, where MacArthur finally made yeah, it the Bulls came, United. played, and won last night at um, what was the ground that um, saw nearly six thousand people rock up? Jack Edwards Reserve, Jack in, Edwards in Reserve. Oakley, where I think, now, I think there was a grand final played at Jack Edwards only the other day. Uh, it was at Olympic Village, the, oh, right, the grand final, but Oakley yep. played in the grand final. They of course won, beating beating yep. South Melbourne five uh, nil on the night. Um, so is that but, the best crowd of the NPL season? Uh, yeah, I would. I'd, absolutely. I would say, I think from memory, the Sydney game in the round of 16 was yep. something in the vicinity of 2-2. Then wow. the Olympic Village game, at, I don't mean 2-2 is in the no, scoreline, or 2-2 is in 22. Oh, we, uh, 2,200. Yep. And the Olympic Village... It'd be nice gra- if it was 20,200. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I was yeah. going to say 22 would be a bit underwhelming. <laughs> um, uh, the grand final at Olympic Village, I think the official figure that I received was 2,800. Last mm. night was over 5,000. Yeah, I think yeah, 5,400. Yeah. Look, there were, there, were, there were tallies. Uh, I heard 5,4. I heard 5,8. Look, anywhere in that vicinity is fantastic. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, the way I put it to you before we went to, to air, George, is it, it wasn't just the, the biggest... Commu- oh, okay, I guess community uh, no, that's sporting, fair to say. sporting crowd that I've seen in a while all year at Jack Edwards or all year in Victoria, but it was the biggest I'd seen uh, 45 minutes before the game. Yeah. Like it had already sort of hit that mark. I mean, for those who don't know Jack Edwards, there is just one grandstand yep. and then you know, there's kind of a, a, a hill on the opposite yep. side to the grandstand and then... Basically, had the kiosk run out of food and drink by that time? No, or, no, or no. Or did it do very well and sustain no, I everybody? Th- I think they they stocked up. I saw a lot of lot of people flying around with their souvlakis <laughs> in tin foil and the, the the meat platters, which are all of which are very nice. I, I know that even a couple of the MacArthur players stopped off at, uh, at the right? end of the game to to tuck in. Particularly, it was quite funny. Uh, one of the players who did stop by, a lot of them had clearly been past. Um, the NPL Victoria traps before because one of the MacArthur was supposed to have these sort of meal plans they were eating, but some stayed yep. to eat the eat the the souvlaki at the end. One of them was Matt Miller, <laughs> oh, who is the uh, the the younger brother of Hamish, who yeah. didn't play for Oakley uh, last night, but is an Oakley player. They've got a big family, all and they know their way around. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. used to play for South Melbourne, and so he's like, I'm not missing Absolute. this. <laughs> and I, I did hear from someone else that Daniel Arzani left the uh, the ground saying that's the best food at an NPL <laughs> ground I've ever eaten in my life. And look, really? I, I yeah, think it's... Daniel Arzani is spot on. Jack Edwards, this the meat there is is very. Now, now, speaking of spot on, I, I I understand that you left the ground crestfallen. Well, uh, you know me, George. Yeah, I, I do, and that's why I keep saying to I, you, I, we don't always get what we deserve. No, but I, I I am a very very fond and very sentimental of the. Um, You're a romantic. The, the, well, yes. You're a foot. Sorry. You're yeah. a football romantic. Yes, and, and I like the cup set. The cup set is is always a fun exciting thing to me. I mean, it's become a bit sort of less exciting while it's been more in vogue. Like, it, there's a the bit of a hype has died down because it's been happening more often of course it throughout has been this instalment of the well, And there's a reason for that because we, we, we've suddenly struck a formula that seems to be fair or fairer for the MPL clubs and also puts a little bit more pressure on the A-League clubs to either get themselves fitter faster and get their squads up to what is, I suppose, war mode and, mm. and uh, you know, play on grounds that are 
sort of 50-50. They're not the, the billiard tables, and they ask a little bit more of the A-League players who are a bit more accustomed to those lovely uh, yeah. surfaces well, where the, the ca- ball I, I mean, doesn't doesn't stand up or bounce over your foot as you're about to drive it into yeah. the back of the net. I mean, I think in the case of I think in the case of the uh, of the surface at Jack Edwards, I mean, mm. it, it's it's as good a, a deck I think outside of the A-League as you could could possibly find That's it's a right. little bit it's a little bit smaller but the actual quality of the surface is is top notch but to be honest i, I think well I've that's got, a great that's a great um uh, kudos to the council for the work that they do yeah no the the redevelopment work that's that's gone there because it wasn't it wasn't always like that is um, right. is is quite a do you think uh, uh, chris taylor the uh, coach of the oakley cannons uh would be feeling uh, uh, you know, a little bit disappointed, or he'd be crestfallen like you. Uh, I don't know. It would be a very. You know, very, we're going like, to find out. Yes, we we will shortly. Um, it would be a very bittersweet thing, I imagine, because uh, <laughs> as I discussed with with someone from from Oakley last night. Yes, it would have been great to make the final and yep. give themselves a good shot of winning it if it's yep. an all NPL affair. Could you imagine that? Sydney United yeah, and up, so it's, up against Oakley It's Cannons. disappointing to, to go out to, to, uh, in a big scoreline, to lose an important player in the way that they did at a crucial moment of the game as well. But if you go back to the start of the season, with all due respect, there's not a single NPL club in the state or in the country even who are going when they're setting their objectives. Yeah, yeah I final gonna, of the Australia the, Cup. I think we're going to win the Australia <laughs> Cup. That seems like a... No, their, their primary objective this year was to win the NPL Victoria Championship for the first time. And that's what they did. So I think there's, there'll be some immediate disappointment, but over the course of the season, they've made a national semi-final, they've made a state final... Uh, in the cup and in the league, which they eventually won, and that's the one that was the big one. For okay, them. speaking of uh, people in a good mood, would there have been anyone more excited than the young goalkeeper who ran on for the last few minutes uh, for the Oakley Cannons? Well, I, I we're going to find out how old he is, by the way. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been watching Twitter, and he's thirteen, fourteen, or fifteen, and he might even be twelve if you if you read earlier and early tweets. Um, I want to find out from Chris Taylor, but we're going to confirm it. For those of you who are wondering, uh, we're going to put it to bed. We're going to finally determine just how old young Imer is. Young uh, Abili is his, uh, uh, I think his surname. And he came on in the last few minutes. And um, you know what? He wasn't beaten. And in, I think he's still wearing a smile, and he went back to school today. Can you imagine the stories to your schoolmates? Oh, mate, I, I knew I was going to play. Yeah, well, he, <laughs> I he, knew I was going to play. It was funny. Uh, you were asking who was the most excited person there. I think the only per- people more excited than than him were the people watching him oh, yeah. and realizing. Because sure. I, I was sitting. This is in, history, man. I was sitting in the grandstand, and I, I, I was looking over there, and I was like. Is he putting his socks on? Is he putting his boots on? And then but two security guards or members of the only coaching... Only when he puts the gloves on as a goalkeeper, you know, it's for sure. Yeah, but they, but they, while he was, like, getting kitted up, like, two members of the coaching staff or um, of the, the security team were, like, standing in front of him, clearly to cover him up so, like, there was no... The hype didn't, you know, explode. Yeah, but, um, yeah. Yeah, it was incredibly exciting, I think. What, I, was, I the, what a, was the buzz like when he actually did make his entry onto the ground? Oh, it was great. There, I mean, Huge even... Roar? Yeah, absolutely. Even even MacArthur, I think, were were applauding uh, as he as he came on because it is exciting. We've had, I think, we've obviously got to confirm one hundred percent. You know, uh, you know, he, he he you know he got to in, get get a photo with Dwight York. Yes, I, I saw the photo Talk being about taken. Special. I was I was there when and the photo w- was taken. We should add, he's also a Manchester United fan. Uh, well, trying to you, hold that against him. No, no, we've no, all no, been no, young I'm, and made I'm mistakes thinking, before. He he may well have had some idea who Dwight yes. York <laughs> was or or had been for the club, Indeed, because there aren't yes. that many fourteen year olds that would be right across no, that. But I was watching. He did an interview, another interview with Ten. He's yeah. done more interviews than most people do in their <laughs> lifetime in twenty four hours. Uh, and he said, "I didn't get to sleep." In until two in the morning because the adrenaline, well, half of it was ad- adrenaline. The other half was his phone just exploding from <laughs> all the missed calls, all the texts. Yeah, and, and I, and I like saw that. his mother, uh, above, you know, beyond herself. <laughs> Who legally had to be in the Absolutely. interview. She's the guardian. <laughs> okay, are we going to catch up with Chris Taylor? Because I think we're almost ready to go. Uh, 
let's let's find out. Um, he he wouldn't be in the best of spirits, but he should be very very proud of the deeds of his team. Let's talk to the the man who coached the Oakley Cannons in 2022, took them to the grand final, and also one game short of the final of the Australia Cup. Chris Taylor, welcome to FNR. Thanks, guys. Thanks very much for having me. Well, we had you a couple of weeks ago, and uh, we kept our fingers crossed, and uh, uh, I, I watched with great interest, and you guys came out of the blocks. You scored the opening goal. What were you thinking when that goal went in, Chris? Seriously, now, you can you can, you can can tell us how you really felt because the game's finished. Come on. Look, I mean, I was obviously, obviously hoping for the best uh, result possible. Um, and when you go in front, you think, well, Whoop. if we can get another one, maybe it could be like Sydney. But um, wow, yeah, I mean, uh, for, for me, it was quite disappointing in the end, um, you know, conceding that many goals. And um, I felt if we hadn't have lost Aaron and we had about Joe Knowles, who we lost to Brisbane a couple of days earlier, um, the result could have been different. But um, But that's football for you. Yeah, yeah, no, I was going to say there were mitigating circumstances to the scoreline. You lost your, I suppose, your your best organiser, is that fair, early in the game? Yeah, well, look, if you analyse it, in the grand final on Sunday, uh, Aaron was judged best on ground, so um, he's in a rich vein of form at the moment. We're not conceding goals. Uh, he's a big part of that. He's probably one of the big leaders out there. So losing him was, was uh, you know, very, very tough to replace. Yeah. Let's d- dwell on Aaron for just a moment. Is he living proof that confidence is a wonderful thing in sport? Look, I, I think confidence goes a long way. No, no, what I'm, what I'm, suggesting, what I'm suggesting is that he's built up a wonderful vein of confidence based yeah. on a string of great performances that have led up to, you know, leading the, the team to this wonderful result in the NPL. Yeah, look, I, I, think, uh, I think that applies to the team as well. You uh-huh. know, once a team's confident or an individual's confident, you know, they, they tend to play with that you know, not the added pressure and and that sort of thing. So Aaron's been very, very good the last uh, five or six weeks for us, yeah. I mean, and again, were you pleased, obviously, to to concede that the goals in the second half there are mitigating circumstances, as we've said. As we've said. But again, in that first 45, particularly or similarly to the game against Sydney, you guys weren't just... It wasn't a defend 11 men behind the ball kind of approach. You guys were really, really slick in possession. You guys were playing against an A-League opponent on your own terms. You must have been, even though the result didn't happen, uh, delighted with the the way that that panned out, you know, from, from that point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I think there were good passages at play and I thought we looked quite slick when we went forward. You know, our ground suits us. Um, but like, like I say, that was probably the disappointing part for me that we didn't back that out of having done it uh, in the last four or five games. But I do acknowledge that, you know, things do change. I mean, you know, the uh, the grand final on the weekend, you know, South Melbourne had a lot of injuries, you know, and it does affect teams. And I, I think we probably become a victim of the amount of games we've played. And, uh, you know, dare I say, you know, they've got MacArthur, have got some very good players. I, I thought we got some very ordinary decisions, but that's part of football as well. Um, and, and probably we're due for a loss, but uh, to, to concede the five was a bit disappointing. But, you know, it was a big night for the club and uh, obviously getting some of the young boys on um, in the last five, ten minutes. And uh, obviously the keeper, as you've been talking about, <laughs> was something quite special. And well, um, Chris Taylor, how old is he? Come on, let it out. Let, let, I, let, thought let... He was thir- I think he's 13, to be honest with you. I think you're exaggerating when you say he's 14. I, I don't, don't believe he's 14. Yeah, yeah. And he's definitely not 12, is that correct? <laughs> no, he's not 12, he's, he's definitely 13, yeah. Oh, I tell you yeah. what, you know, the most wonderful thing about any keeper is if they, if they can't get, if they don't get fussed, if they don't get flummoxed too quickly, if they have a, you know, a sort of demeanour that doesn't, uh, that shows you that they're, they're very hard to ruffle, then you've got something very special on your hands. I think it's a tremendous thing to give him, you know, half a dozen minutes to, to run on, to especially in front of the fans. How was he received, Chris? Because you were at the ground. Um, I was watching on television. It, it was impressive, and it looks like they went wild. Did you feel very happy, or were you guarded and thinking to yourself, should I have done this, or should I do this? 
No, no, look, I mean, you know, we, I thought about it quite seriously and I thought, look, it'll be good for the young boy. Ah, oh, bless it'll you. It'll be good for the club, um, you know, and probably being the youngest player. But what was even more impressive, you know, you, you saw all the supporters uh, start applauding him when he came on. Wow. Even Dwight York actually applauded him, yeah. which I thought was yeah. really, you know, good. And uh, and it's, it's part of the spirit of football, I suppose. You know, it was played in... The, the competition was played in, you know, good spirits and that and that, that only added to it at the end. Mm. Uh, what did you learn? What can we say now that the club and you as a coach has has learnt or have learnt after what has been a terrific campaign? It didn't finish as you wanted, yes, but what have you learnt? What do you think the players have learnt or will learn from this wonderful experience and this great ride that has given the sponsors a huge lift and the club a great profile across the country? Yeah, look, I think obviously, you know, the confidence is the biggest thing, but uh, but as for saying that, I think it just gives you that bit of a taste and one of do better next year. Um, and I think the players will be the same. We, you know, once you've had that bit of a taste of it and you've seen what you can do, you, you actually start want to back in yourself all the time and um, want to win it next year, you know? <laughs> Chris, I, I remember when we spoke to you a couple of weeks ago just after the, the Sydney game and yeah. you, I remember you talking about about um, I mean, there, that on that day you were like, oh, I was kind of disappointed. I was expecting it to maybe be the result beyond us and so I could could bring him on. And many people thought when you said that you were joking, but here <laughs> no, we are two were. weeks later and it actually happened. And as you said, the, the sort of exposure as well that, that it's it's brought to the club, I've seen it pop up everywhere from oh, this, international this is outlets go, this is and gone everything. Global. It's gone have you, global. Have you missed a, a career in, in marketing <laughs> that, that we're not aware of or something? I said it to our media people today. I said, we normally get about five or six uh, likes on a, a Facebook post. I said, all of a sudden, it's gone berserk. Maybe I'm in the wrong industry. Yeah. <laughs> now, you're not in the wrong industry. You're in the right industry, but you've done something that you, you've watched your players do, and that is they've, uh, they've come together, they've gathered themselves, and they've played in a fashion that uh, you should be very proud of as their coach. And what's the hierarchy at the club? Uh, I, I know as a former uh, president of a football club just how tough committees are. Uh, what's the feedback been, uh, you know, 24, 24 hours on nearly? Look, I, I think the club's absolutely delighted. You know, they're talking about having, you know, days bring the whole club in, you know, like a, a family day. And how fabulous. Presentations and, uh, you know, talking about flying the, the, the uh, grand final trophy in and stuff like that. So, they, yeah, they... they they want to appreciate, the, you know, the members of the club. And uh, I think that's what it's all about. You know, we're definitely a community club. We don't want to lose that little tag. Um, but it's nice to see, you know, we've got people there. It's 50th anniversary this year. We've got people that are, that founded the club um, and have been there, you know, guys in the late 70s uh, that are there every single night. And to see the, you know, the joy on their faces, that, that's what makes football such a good thing at times. You're right. It's the, the smile on their faces, the wonder in their eyes, and uh, the opportunity to sit there and reflect on their journey too through those last 50 years. Um, uh, I've got to say also we should take this opportunity to thank you and congratulate you for winning the, the grand final. Yeah, look, I, I think it, it was a big thing that uh, the club's been so close so many times and not really won it. I know we won last year's uh, trophy, but that was, you know, under a bit of a cloud with COVID and that. Yep. So to actually go to a grand final, play one of your big rivals, you know, it was nice to play a team like South Melbourne who got fantastic support. You know, the support was fantastic on the day. Uh, some a very good spectacle, and you know, obviously coming away the way we and, and winning in fashion like we did, I think it was great for the club and um, kind of buries all those hoodoos. Mm. And I think you know, as, as you said, for the club who have come so close to tasting that championship success in in seasons gone by and had some heartbreaks in grand final, sometimes at, at your hands, Chris. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, there's sweet relief. You're supposed Four to keep that. <laughs> hold that back. Hold that back. Um, we, we can gloss over that. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, sweet relief for them. But ha- how has it felt for you? Because obviously, since you've made that transition into the Oakley head coach's role a, a few seasons ago, this has been the objective. Yes, there have been some in- interruptions throughout this time. What has yeah. the emotional impact been for, for you of, of lifting that trophy again, this time with a, a new club? 
Well, look, look I, I mean, I, I don't always get too emotional. I, I think the satisfaction knowing that you've gone out or set out to achieve something and what you've put in, in place and planned for, for two or three years uh, has come to fruition. Um, and, and it's nice, like I said before, it's, you know, it's very much a community feel. And when you, you look at people and see how much joy it's given to them, for me, that's satisfying enough. But um, you know, I'm competitive. I'm, I hate getting beat. Last night, you know, I'm disappointed. <laughs> I'm angry that, that we got beat. So, um, you know, I, I think uh, you know, look, I, I think it was great. You know, doing it against my old club was nice as well. Um, you know, but still got healthy respect for them. So, um, you know, I think it's. Um, that's what football's about. You win some, you lose some, and enjoy it while you're winning. Uh, Chris, can you imagine next season, first game between the two of you? How, it'll be on for young and old. Yeah, look. But, but no, that's no, what, what I'm saying is you've, all you've done is you've upped the ante. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, without doubt. But, um, you know, that's what football's about. Correct, it's, it's correct. It's good for the game. And um, if he gets more bombs on suits, as they say, uh, it, it can only be good. And we've had some great crowds this year. The the, the grand final was terrific. Mm. I know South Melbourne made up a, a vast portion of those. But uh, last night against uh, MacArthur, it was a, quite a healthy crowd. And... Um, Five or six thousand people on a on a midweek night. I think that was very very good, and we haven't experienced that before. So it's onwards and upwards for the club. Uh, speaking of uh, upwards and and uh, getting very positive results, a midweek game, and that's the biggest crowd of the year, hasn't it, for uh, the Oakley Cannons? Yeah, probably across the the state. I, I would say almost almost certainly. That'd be about right, wouldn't it, Chris? Oh, yeah. I mean, look, without doubt, it's the biggest crowd we've played on our own ground. But, um, yeah, and the atmosphere was, was electric last night. It was really good. I can imagine the first few minutes and just before that goal went in, when, as you say, as you rightly pointed out, Lockie, they were bossing the game and, mm. and playing it with that, that uh, lovely, smooth um, um, uh, skill that they've shown in the last uh, a few months. Um, you must have been sitting back thinking to yourself... I might get what I want, and I'm talking to Lockie now because Lockie had said to me, "All I want is Oakley to win." I, I just like NPL clubs. What can I say? I just no, I like upsets. I'm a very simple man. I like the <laughs> underdog to win, and that that that, that leaves me very happy. Uh, Chris, uh, let me throw something uh, at you without notice. Uh, when you're putting a side together. Uh, is it you and the committee that that pick the side or uh, or choose the players, or is there a sporting director at the club uh, that uh, that works with you hand in hand to deliver some of the the young talent? Uh, look, we, we've changed it a bit this year. We've got uh, Johnny Uwanu in, who's uh, been at um, Bentley Greens, and obviously it has great networks. The whole thing for me is about networks. So. Uh, Oakley's been a bit different. They brought players to the table at times, but uh, ultimately, as a coach, uh, you're the one that, that that picks them. I do like to meet the player first uh, to know he's going to fit in a dressing room, see what sort of character he's got, because that, that's quite important nowadays. Um, yeah, and um, you know, I've got decent net- networks. You know, I haven't been in the game for a long period of time, so <laughs> you know, the flavour at the moment is to bring in interstate players. Um, but also good young players. You know, we, we've we've had a lot of success by bringing the young players through. Anthony Pantazopoulos is is the perfect example. Who's eighteen and he's um, played nearly every game this season. And um, you know, he's been involved with the young soccerers. He, he's he's definitely one for the future. So. Um, you know, and they're all, all through contacts and networks that you've got. You know, um, in my my days at the uh, at uh, South Melbourne, I remember one of my biggest chores, was almost the only chore, was to make sure that Johnny Anastasiades was um, uh, free of any uh, parent pressure, any any uh, mums and dads pressuring him to play their children. Um, uh, do you get much uh, of that sort of interference or disruption or are you free, thankfully, of, of anything like that? Look, I, I, I think our club's pretty good. I mean, they, um, you know, there's, you're always going to get the odd political one. <laughs> you know, and... and, and my I son or my daughter needs more that. playing time. That, that's the yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, look, it's par for the course, especially over here. But um, you know, it's how you how you deal with it, you know. And um, you know, there's there's a good way to deal with it. There's a bad way. So m- most of the time, it's just good communication. Okay, what's next? 
Um, rest, surely. Surely, no, no, some ne- rest. What's next? Um, you're, you're polishing, think, yeah, you're polishing the trophies in the trophy room. What's next? You're taking yeah, a holiday. Yeah. You're taking a break. You're, you're going to have a family day with the players. What, what's, what's, what's next? I'm, uh, I'm flat out at work. I'm trying to catch up on all the work that uh, <laughs> I've avoided doing because of this cup run. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be busy for a while. But uh, we're, we're trying to get a couple of days off, and um, no doubt. You know, do do something. Maybe go up to Queensland or something like that. But it's very hard getting the time off work at the moment. Has has work appreciated uh, your extra commitment and extracurricular activities? I, I don't think they know what I do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, we won't no, tell them. Don't worry. Yeah, look, it's it, it's on building sites. You know, everyone seems to know that you're involved in the game, and uh, yeah, we had quite a few people come last night. So yeah, it's really good, and and the people are very supportive. So um, yeah. Very Wonderful good. stuff. Uh, do you have any idea if the uh, the boys in the uh, in the kiosk ran out of food, or did they have plenty of supplies left? I think they still had a few left, a bit <laughs> left at the end. I mean, everyone was getting fed late at night, so um, wow. You know, and, and that's that's the good thing. You, you know, we we now we've had a taste of it. We want to do it again. So uh, let's hopefully we have a good cup run next year and go a little bit further. Well, your thirteen year old goalkeeper got to sleep at two o'clock in the morning. What time did you get to sleep? Um, look, I'm probably a little bit, you know, long in the tooth now. I've done it before, so it's it, I don't get quite as excited. I must admit, and I, I've got to get up at four in the morning for work. So Oops. you know, two or three o'clock don't don't work for me anymore. So what time are you, did you hit the sack? Uh, I probably was in bed by about eleven thirty, quarter to twelve. That's fair enough. Just before they laid uh, Queen Elizabeth II uh, uh, at Westminster uh, Hall. There you go. Um, Chris, it's been terrific uh, having access to you over the last few weeks and thank you for the support that you've provided the uh, team at FNR. We, we, you know we have a few uh, Oakley Cannon supporters and, uh, and others here. I'm, not, I'm just an appreciator of the Oakley Cannons. You're not the so. only one I'm talking about. There are others here <laughs> who, who breathe Oakley Cannons. Uh, for them... Uh, I've watched their faces all day. Uh, they too would have been like you, Chris, uh, hoping for a better outcome. But can I just say, uh, for all those uh, supporters of the, uh, the the community football and the NPL, uh, you've been a shining light, you and your players, all year. And leaving us with that wonderful story of uh, bringing on that 13-year-old keeper just was the topping that has given the game a, a little further boost. And I, and I trust that um, even Football Victoria get, reaches out and says to you, well done. No, thank you. Thank you. Hopefully, hopefully everyone enjoyed it. And, um, yeah, certainly, uh, certainly it's a night to remember for us all. Okay. And the last question for you as we leave you, who's your pick for the final? Um, How good is this game? I've, be, I've got to be quite political the way I say it. Um, <laughs> say it. Say it. I think I think the federation want definitely want the A League club to win it because I think they're the only ones that can go to uh, to the Asian Cup. I don't, uh, from what I'm led to believe now. Oh, is that right? Has there been some that's change? What, that, because my understanding is that should an NPL club get up, that they're, they're they've won the right to represent the the country. I'm not sure on that, but um, all right, but, well, we'll we'll find out. We'll get an answer on that. I think I think the other thing is it depends where they play because I know uh, Sydney United are very averse to playing on synthetic and uh, I think that will help them somewhat. Uh, but MacArthur's got some very good players, you know, Devilla in the middle of midfield. You know, they're, they're good players to watch. You can see why they've played at such high levels. You've just reminded me. There's one more question I've got to ask you. What did you make of Young Azani last night? Because he's had uh, some really uh, rough times with injury. Is he back to some of the uh, that that uh, wonderful form that he was showing when he was at Melbourne City? Yeah, look, I think obviously he scored two goals last night. So you've got to say that the confidence will do him the world of good. Um, 
Yeah, he's very mobile, um, very tricky as well. Um, but those sort of players thrive on on confidence. Mm. And uh, if things are going his way, I'm sure he's going to be a, a big asset for them this year. Fantastic. Chris Taylor, thank you very much for joining us on FNR and giving us a fantastic half an hour to talk about uh, a very important game in the game's his- in, in the club's history and also uh, giving us uh, validation that he's a 13-year-old goalkeeper, not a 12-year-old or a 14-year-old. And bless you for giving him a chance to, to run on and create a bit of history. Well done. Thanks very much. Thanks, guys. Thanks for your time. Pleasure. Chris Taylor there from Oakley Cannons. What did you make of that? It's great. Or, I was mean, it almost the, the script that you imagined he was going to run past us or with a couple of surprises there? No, no, no. I, I, I thought that was that was pretty pretty bang on. But, I mean, that look, that, that goes uh, very much a, a, against the, um, the season that, that Oakley's had. It's just been remarkable. Um, ever winding, throwing throwing up plenty of surprises. That's been um, hard to take your eyes off. It's been, as you said, I, I'm not an outright and Oakley Cannons supporter, um, but I am I am a, a, an appreciator of of what's happened this season because it is just um, all right. Let me ask you a slightly an, different an alluring. Question. Before we catch up with Sam Krislovich from uh, the Macarthur Bulls, who of course have made the final of the Australia Cup, um, the standard. What have you made of it? Has it got closer Ooh. and closer? Oh, yeah. Or is it still a bit patchy? I think I could talk to you for a very long time about this no, question. No, we've only I got th- a few minutes. I know, I know. I think it's a combination of factors. I think the timing of the, the, the competition yep. the, has certainly helped bridge the gap. Obviously, a lot of NPL sides at the peak of their seasons yep. at full fitness, um, whereas the A-League sides have been restarting as they sure. get into this cup competition, not as much fitness. Um, and, bet- w- and we learned also last night that they're not as deep as A-League clubs. In other words, if someone critical gets injured, yeah, uh, sure. to cover I that, mean, I mean, to cover, as are- you said to me, there were uh, they had to bring back a, a striker, yeah, get him to, to play, play in defence, and me, then bring to- on a youngest, another striker who doesn't really play as often as as the the key player. Yeah. To, so to be fair, have, I think that would have shaken them a yeah. little bit. Oakley Oakley have had quite a few sort of severe long-term injuries so they yep. are probably stripped of a lot of the depth that they would otherwise have. Yep. Um whereas, you know, A-League have got sort of dis- dispensation to to sign injury replacements and just generally sure. even there they've got youth academies that are, you know, probably but closer last week, to the grade. Last week for the grand final, did did South Melbourne suffer appreciably because of the injuries they'd also taken on board? Yeah, uh, uh, unequivocally. And, and losing their their star striker, the, the league's golden boot and Harry Sawyer, on the eve of the finals as he inked a professional deal in back. India is never easy. But what I would say to that is, you know, Oakley have also dealt with quite a lot of injuries this season, have still been able to um, cover to battle through. But, yeah, yeah. I, I'm still not decided, actually, on whether the fact that we've seen so many more sort of upsets from NPL clubs within this edition of the tournament is a case of the NPLs being stronger than perhaps people give them credit for or maybe the A-League's bottoming out a little bit mm, or, or that, you know, either way, it might be a, co- it may well be a combination of both. Um, yeah, but perhaps the, you know, perhaps the NPL clubs are, and some of the players, the stars of those competitions are, are a bit closer to, um, to, to being at that top standard than perhaps some might give credit. You, you spoke about confidence, and uh, Chris also alluded to it. Confidence is key to so many things. It may also well be that there's a rising tide of confidence with the NPL clubs seeing uh, the opportunity to play at possibly a higher level should a national second division come on board. Now, I know that the football community is divided, um, Pretty much, I suppose, is it 60-40, you think, or maybe 70-30 about I'd say 70, whether this should... 70-30? Yeah. Is it pro or anti I think national pro. second division? I think pro. I, th- okay. I think, I think it, you know, my fundamental position on this, George, if clubs have the ambition to do that sort of thing and they're they should be willing to. to front up the capital, if they, they want to try and fail, uh, they, uh, not that I think they would fail, but if they want to try and indeed the result is that it doesn't work... I'd rather people have been given that opportunity to, mm. to try something different uh, than than to not at the end of the day. And I do think that that has had a an impact on the level of competitiveness we've seen in this tournament. I think there is a bit of a fresh, um, a renewed vigour uh, amongst that sort of um, top tier 
you know, NPL kind of mm. teams. I guess. Uh, speaking of um, renewed uh, enthusiasm and uh, smiles that uh, uh, we saw last night, especially after the game, mm. and of course the 13-year-old goalkeeper had the wore the biggest smile of the of the evening. Uh, Sam Krizlovic, uh, our special guest from the MacArthur Bulls, their sporting director is about to join us. Uh, Sam, welcome to FNR. Thanks, George. How are you? Uh, I'm I'm pretty much okay. I watched the game with uh, with a great interest to see not only how the Bulls would perform away from home, away from the bull ring, but uh, also to see uh, how the contest would fare, especially when you had nearly 6,000 people rock up to um, uh, a tremendous uh, uh, midweek contest uh, in, in, the heart of, uh, in the heart of Melbourne. How did you feel? Did you have great confidence that would, you'd roll up and, uh, and, make, and make hay? Oh, I think it was, you know, it's fair to say we, we, we did have confidence or we'd win the game. I mean, the coach was pretty confident going into the game and, you know, the, the game went the way we expected and, um, you know... What, you expected you know, the first yeah. goal to go against you? <laughs> uh, we, no, we, look, we expected, you know, that, that you know, Joey Guest, I, I, I think, you know, I, I rate him as most probably the best player in the down south in the VPL. Wow, so that doesn't surprise me. That's a big call. That's the problem. Yeah. And we actually, we obviously, I've I've watched a lot of NPL in Victoria for my sister, you know, obviously... Standing on City of Melbourne Knights are in the and St Albans in the first MPL one, so I've got a you know, my creation heritage is a bit of an interest in there. So we um you know, we obviously knew you know, Joe Guest, you know they, they also got you know um, Oscar Dillon who's a, who's, yep. a, who's a very good player played in the in, in the A League. Um, uh, <laughs> sorry, um, so uh, there was one other one that escapes me at the moment, and um, Wade Deco who was at Melbourne City. So, yes, yes, of course. And we, we yeah. So so look there. And they're coached by 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 someone who's a lot of experience in coaching football in in Australia and, and Chris Taylor. So, look, we were prepared for what we're going to get, and we actually, you know, to be honest, we we, we got what we expected in terms of the the the, the vigor, the the passion, the all on the field. So, you know, it was wasn't a surprise to us. Uh, well, did you like uh, the atmosphere? It was it was electric. Uh, Chris, we were talking to Chris Taylor just a little while ago, and he was saying it was electric. Look, it was a good atmosphere, but you know what I found surprising having to be at the game on Sydney night on Sunday. It wasn't intimidating. Well, I'm sure the Brisbane people would say that the Sydney night atmosphere was very intimidating for the Brisbane players. Um, no, it was a good look. It was a good community type of event. It was, you know, it was it was it was a good football spectacle. Um, yeah. So that's, you know, I mean, obviously I was at both games, so I've got a pretty good understanding of what it was like. No, no, I understand that very much. Uh, and that's why we're very pleased to have you on air and joining us on FNF to give us a sense of uh, the fallout and uh, how's the team bounced back after the game? Yeah, good, good. You know, the team's pulled up well. I mean, Danny DeSoul will be fit for the final. That's exciting. Um, he was just, you know, he was, he was seeing the... I think the the Georgian Georgian striker arrives Friday, so he he could be touch and go for the final as well, depending how how, how things are on. Very um, good. So so and um, do, I think have, Manny we, Sam, do we have any idea where the game will be played? We have a date, but we don't know the ground yet, do we? Well, oh, <laughs> well, how, how about we put it this way? It won't be Campbelltown. It won't be Allianz. I'll leave it to the viewers to work wow. out who would possibly. So you, are you suggesting to me that King Tomislav might be the go? Ah, uh, he won't be won't be there either. But okay, there's one state. There's obviously two stadiums are left out, and one of them's hosting an NRL grand final that week. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I think we can probably uh, pick up what's being being placed <laughs> okay. down from that point. Okay, okay, all right, okay, fine. Now, listen, uh, how do you sit? You've congratulations, by the way, to getting uh, getting uh, your way through this campaign. It's a terrific result to make the final of the Australia Cup. Uh, it's uh, you, the club seems to be notching off really key indicators, the you know, the old key a- KPIs. Yeah, this is another one that you you can tick off. Dwight York for Dwight York, uh, who's um, uh, certainly credentialed and who's done just about everything in the game. Uh, it must be again, further validation that he's growing into this role as the uh, the manager or the coach of the MacArthur Bulls? 
Yeah, definitely. Look, I think Dwight, you know, we, we, we copped a bit of raised eyebrows when we made the appointment, but I, I think it's, you know, I, I think, you know, people are starting to see why we, we made the appointment and we're starting to see, you know, I, I think the the start of a good managerial career. To be to be honest, I mean, I've worked with a lot of coaches, so I pretty much have experience and a yardstick of what makes good, what makes bad, which ones can go further. So I think Dwight ticks all those boxes where he can go further. Mm. Uh, young Azani is, seems to be growing in confidence, uh, especially after the disruption that has marred his career over the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah, I think Daniel. I mean, Daniel just needs game time. Yep. Daniel needs game time. People forget he's only 23. When I say only, he's been around <laughs> for five years since he's 18. But Correct. 23, 23, he's still got a lot of time on his hands. He needs to get into game time, get into a rhythm, get into the confidence, you know, the swagger that made him all that stuff that happened four or five years ago earned him that, that move overseas. But um, look, for Daniel, you know, he's, he's, he's back at home, back in his home city. You know, so it makes it a lot easier with family and friends and the support network around him always, you know, it helps players. Uh, talk to me about Campbelltown, the home ground. How is it coming along and will it be ready for the start of the A-League season? Yes, definitely. We won't repeat the mistakes of of last year. The, and I've spoken to council about that and I've suspected it and the, it, it, the surface will be back to the way it was in year one. Yeah, that, that's that's uh, key, especially when you see the, the type of game that the Bulls want to play. Mm, you have exactly a crop of youngsters, uh, almost busy bees that, that up, up front can be uh, quite creative. And, uh, uh, you know, th- when you when you have youngsters who, who have that sort of movement, it, it, it must be played on a really good pitch, must be played on a great surface. And you're, you're telling me now that you're adding a Georgian striker uh, do we have a name yet? Yes, yes. I mean, I think it was announced he was uh, Bashana Arabuli. Played the last season, last two seasons, George in the Greek First Division for Barcelona. Wow, gee, the <laughs> Super League, huh? <laughs> uh, uh, so I think, you know, obviously, you know, the, there's been a bit of, I mean, with Newcastle bringing Becker out, I think it's proven that, you know, that there's quality from that part of the world. So, you know, we watch this quite closely. Now, I know a couple of people, obviously, in Greece who, who rate him highly as well. So that gave us a bit of confidence that, you know, he's a, he's a right right fit for us. You know, Melbourne City brought a young guy out of uh, the Greek Super League too. His name was Bruno Forneroli. He Correct. Did a, he did okay. <laughs> the, the Greek Super League is a very hard league. It's very defensive strong physical type of league it, it, people underestimate it yeah and we're because talking Olympia and you're, and you're, talk, you're talking about being a fan there i mean that's tough too if you can survive the uh, the attendance at, uh, at a game in in the greek first division there uh, you've done well <laughs> oh, i actually watched would you believe or tell me i take i take the last year's greek cup final and i missed three quarters of the game because there was a two-hour delay between <laughs> Pawak and Panathinaikos. <laughs> well, I'm a Panathinaikos boy, uh, lifelong. My father was an Aikistis, a man from who, you know, because of their my forebears coming from Asia Minor, they all played for Aik, and that was the formation of the club in uh, in Naionia, in Athens. So all of that, that history I understand very well. But I also remember my first game was Olympiakos, Panathinaikos, at Karaiskaki, and let me tell you, it was yeah, talk about brave. Um, yeah, it's not for the faint-hearted. Yeah, what were we saying earlier about intimidating atmospheres? Oh yeah, Sam, yeah. that's that's the real intimidating yeah. stuff. You know, they talk about fortresses. Wow. You know, they talk about fortresses. Mm. Yeah, you, you have to run the moat or swim the moat <laughs> before you get. Off. It's it's a very different. Oh, look, I, I've watched games in the uh, in the Greek league, and uh, especially when they light the flares. Um, that, by the way, don't have a use-by date, Sam. No, no, I know that. Uh, uh, speaking of flares, I see that Marseille and uh, Eintracht of Fra- Frankfurt got into trouble with uh, with the UEFA because some of their fans uh, have uh, overstepped the mark and have lit some flares, which, uh, again, interesting to see that even around the world, uh, the various uh, authorities struggle to keep those ever-passionate fans uh, under control. 
Always, always. It's always difficult, you know. It's always fine line between passion and and um, going overboard. But, you know, I prefer to have that than not have passion at all. You know, the only thing I want is for you guys to limit the size of those cowbells. No, I don't agree, agree. Oh, mate, I don't I, agree I with them, that. I want I'm them small. The I don't want them big to make those noises. I mean, it's frightening. It's frightening. It's intuitive. I've, I've, gr- I've grown to like them. I've grown to like them. <laughs> Uh, for Lockie to to, to like something um, is difficult. He's <laughs> he's so set in his ways, and I think it must be the Scottish the Scottish. That's the, the Scot in me. I was yeah, going to say the same the, thing. The so. Scot in you. Now, Sam, tell us. Um, that explains why I like in terms, in terms of preparation, uh, has Dwight got all the players now? Aside from the uh, the arrival of your Georgian striker, is everyone on board and is everyone training? Uh, and we, do you have anyone recovering from uh, you know long term injury? No, no, everyone's 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 on board. I mean, Craig Craig Noon did have earlier on in preseason did his MCL, but he's fine now. He's back. Though he didn't take part yesterday, he travelled. So you know, like I said, Danny De Silva will, will be back. Just didn't want to risk him. So look, it's it's, it's a full complement of players. Uh, sorry, there's one player, Alexander Sushna, who had a had a knee issue with his meniscus, so he 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 won't play. So is that a clear out? Is that just a tidy up? He'll do an arthros- No, no, it's a clear out. No, 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 he'll clear out. No, no, it's a clear out. Had to remove, I think, about 80 percent of his meniscus. So Ooh. he's so he's definitely out for the start of the season. Right. Um, yeah, he won't make the start of the season. So he's the only long term, uh, you know, injured list player. Everybody else is back. And we'll be back in the next coming weeks, you know, in the lead up to the first game of the season on October 8th. And who do you play game one? Brisbane in Brisbane, oh, which, is interesting, <laughs> which is an interesting uh, way to start the season. Yeah, away from home. Away from home, yeah. 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 But we've done a lot of travelling in the, in the FFA Cup. I think we went to Mackay, we've been to Adelaide, and we're in Melbourne. So we've sort of done three trips in about six weeks, which is, you know, Never easy. No, no. Sam Krislovich, uh, the sporting director of the MacArthur Bulls, has been kind enough to join us on FNR. Uh, we've uh, congratulated him on what has been a terrific performance to uh, to advance to the final of the Australia Cup with a 5-2 uh, effort uh, against uh, the Oakley Cannons, Chris Taylor's uh, team. Uh, what did you make of the young uh, 13-year-old goalkeeper? We now know he's officially... Thirteen. Uh, uh, what did you What did you make of of his arrival? Apparently, the 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 uh, crowd really got excited. I think it was the biggest roar of the night, to be honest. Um, <laughs> the biggest roar, yeah, roar, 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 oh, roar of roar, the night. Roar. I love and it. The biggest noise. That's and, fantastic. Um, look, only but you know, look, you know, it's, it's great memories for the for the young boy and his family. I think something that ever and and the. And the positive publicity that we've got in, in and around of that as a game has been unbelievable. But, you know, you know, George, we're the only sport that can deliver that. That's true. NRL can't deliver that. No. AFL can't deliver that. We can deliver that. We can deliver dreams. That's true. No other sport. And sometimes in the quagmire of what we're in, we get lost in that, mm. in the ability of what we can provide, you know. Even like, you know, we're the only sport that can provide the ability for Sydney United to get to a National Cup final. Exactly. And Oakley to a semi-final, knocking out top, top-tier top teams. Uh, it doesn't happen in any other sport in the world. Well, here's something else as well. Uh, the young 13-year-old, who's a Manchester United fan, uh, got a chance to uh, have a photo taken and, uh, and sh- uh, shake the hand of uh, Dwight York. Yeah, I saw Dwight. Dwight gave him a hug after, after the it's game. Fantastic. After he Fantastic. It is, and I mean, and, and, and you know, we can deliver that. I mean, we can deliver that. I mean, it doesn't happen in any other sport no. in our country that we can deliver that sort of stature of people. Football, I mean, brings everybody together top, yeah. from top to bottom, big to small, and I think sometimes the romance of being able to do that, we forget. That's a good point. Good yeah. point. Memories for a lifetime. That's that's special. Correct. Absolutely. Correct. And you, Correct. you made an excellent point before, Sam, about the Australia Cup, how it, it, it especially the Australia Cup, gives us that chance that no other sport has to Correct. see yeah. an Oakley Cannons through to the semi, see a Sydney United through to the final. And as a byproduct, it creates a... I guess an interesting situation for you, someone of Croatian heritage. You've been involved with Sydney United fifty eight before, and now you face them in a in a cup final for your your first chance of Macarthur silverware. How are you feeling about that? Oh, look, I'm proud. 
Mm. I'm proud. My family made a big contribution to Sydney United. I mean, everyone knows that. Um, you know, the, the you know, I got a phone call from my mum after the game saying, "Well done, my dad." <laughs> oh, that's but, great. But 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 she said, "Don't talk to me for two weeks till after the game." <laughs> uh, Sam, that's pretty much. I, I haven't asked you this before. Um, uh, Vedran Rojic, do you remember him? Yeah, I know Vedran very well. I, I mean, when I'm in, when I'm when I'm back in Croatia on holidays, I try to catch up with him. I mean, as a kid, I think you know all of us, me, Kalos, Popovich, you know, Rudin, we all we all have fond memories, and I think he's the guy that changed our vision of football to allow us to go to the level when he came out. He was a, he was a big name and a big big personality. He so was. yeah, I do catch. Yes, so he, you know, obviously, you know, I, I know veteran, I know all those guys. But getting back to the question, no, look, I, I think it's great. I mean, because you know, not that it's about me, but you know, it epitomises what the Croatian community has done for the game in this country. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. From all of us in terms of. So when we look at the whole aspect, we've got one of the oldest football clubs in Australia, around since '58, playing the newest club in Australia in an mm. Australia Cup final. I mean, the narrative around that, when I look at, you know, the, the other intersecting parts, people may not be aware, but, you know, we've got Ivan Vujic to the left back from Macarthur. His dad was on the board with me at Sydney United for six, seven years. Uh, all right, so, It just gets so, richer and richer with every, richer. With every yeah. sentence. You know, I was going to yes. say, uh, we didn't finish. I, I, I interrupted you. Uh, Mum has said to you, only don't talk to me for two weeks. Mum said, "Don't talk to me till after the game. That's about two weeks away. She doesn't want to talk to me. She's blackmailing me, and you know what? Rightfully so. Because, oh, that's you know, uh, because you know, obviously, the contribution me, and my family uh, have made, and our friends, extended family, and all that. You know, all the hard yards and all, all the, you know, all the attempts that that were made, you know, to kill off Sydney United going back or whatever, and, and we still let, we let it standing. But mm. um, getting back to the other, we're not only voids." I mean, you've got also Nick Suman played at Sydney's first for Sydney United. You had Tommy Huskog, mm. who actually coached for Sydney United as well. Wow! You know, and so the, the, the intersecting, the intersect, and, and the funniest part of it all, George, I've got yep. another one. Go on, Jacob Jacob Poscalero is the community football officer, football manager, yep. officer manager yep. at yep. Macarthur, plays for Sydney United. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, that gets better. So the Twitter war has started, so, hasn't so it? You, what you're saying, Sam, this is the 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 perfect final. The, not the final that anyone expected, no, but no. the way it overlaps. It's 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 almost it's a, a dream game, a dream wow. matchup. Yeah, I think it shows the romance and the, and, and, and the heritage and the contribution and you know the uniting of the game and top to bottom and you know old versus new and you know getting together. And look, it also intersects Southwest Sydney, where we where we come from, right? That's everyone. Everyone true, knows true, everybody. True, true. Uh, overlaps everyone, or what have you. So, look, you know, I, I'm proud. Proud of the fact that you know, I'm obviously very humbled that you know my mother club has has done what it's done, and you know, to see the red, white, and blue colours there on the on the cup final. You know, I'm sure I'll you know I'll be I'll shed a tear or two on behalf of my mm-hmm. father. You know, who passed away about 15 years ago, but they did a lot. And my uncle, you know, passed away a couple of years ago, who did a lot, lot around the club. And you know, it's more you know about the people that are no longer here, George, rather than the ones that are. That's a very people good point. forget the. Co- that's a very People good forget point. the contribution of all these pioneers made. You know, the, the, you know. I always say, go on record. I was around. People, even with Olympic South Melbourne, Melbourne Knights, when you know all these ethnic, uh, as I call ethnic clubs, I call them heritage clubs. Yeah, they are. That. People, people lost. People lost relationships. People lost houses. People lost jobs because of their passion for the for the club. And we should never forget that. No, no, we shouldn't forget that. And I'm reminded every day watching uh, the Melbourne Knights here, the uh, the contribution of the various communities. Look, for me, for me, the Italian community has played an enormous uh, part in the success of Australia. The Croatian community, the Greek community, um, the, the Polish community has had its champions, and 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 on it goes. Uh, some of the great clubs, whether it was Slavia, whether it was um, uh, the the Dutch uh, contribution to the, to this country. The one thing that re- that I'm reminded of is that the '74 um, Socceroos that made the World Cup 
were, were all part-timers and they came from just about every club in the country and they were mighty. And I remember, I remember Jack Riley, every time I speak to Jack, Jack keeps saying to me, every time you get on air, you just keep telling people we were a bunch of part-timers, but we took on the world. And no one imagined that we could play the game. And here we are again. We're going to send a, a, a group of youngsters and, uh, and some old, pl- older players like Aaron Moy and others um, to Qatar for the World Cup. Yes, we've qualif- qualified again when everyone was saying we weren't going to make it. And if, if you reflect the multicultural nature um, of uh, of Australia is reflected in only one, t- possibly no, probably one team, no, two teams: the Matildas and the Socceroos. Mm. You can't say that about any other club. Certainly not our cricket team. Our cricket team is predominantly white Anglo-Saxon it, Protestant. It would be an exception with, rather with than a rule. Kawaja being yes, yeah. exactly, being one or two. But it's it, it is remarkable, and uh, I'm reminded yet again of just the role that those communities have played, and we have not served them to the best of our ability. And I can remember that time under David Hill. Um, yeah, it was it set the game back. Yeah, let's let, let's not let's not relive that. Well, let's, I don't, let's, I'm not let's... talking about reliving it, but I'm re- talking about. Re- Never forgetting it either, because that's important. Uh, it's it's so important to understand never never to revisit that that land. So importantly, uh, it it ref, it's it's more energy for what comes next. So um, you've got uh, a game in Brisbane uh, coming up for your first game of the A League season. We wish you all the best for that. But uh, in the meantime, uh, uh, Oct- is it October one? October one, Saturday, October one. And it'll be probably a bank, probably a bank west, eh? Well, we, we can't, we can't, no, we, we can't know, know for certain. I'm we still don't know for sure. Putting the pieces okay. of the puzzle but together, but it won't be, it yeah. won't be Kim, King Thomas Love. When did when did King Thomas Love go go uh, artificial pitch? Oh, I think it was actually. I do know 2013. We put the pitch in. Is that right? And then it was relayed relayed three years ago. So wow. it's, yeah, it's it's been a uh, you know it's 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 been a it's been a while now. Wow! It just with the the problem. I mean, I don't know. Obviously, in Melbourne, the climate's a bit better with, for conducive for growing grass. But in Sydney, you know, it's become where parkland is scarce, and you, you can't find enough parks. And participation has grown. So, you know, it was a decision based on, you know, getting many kids on, the, giving them the ability to train on a nice surface and develop their skills. And, of course, we've got the women now wanting to play. And, of course, we need to provide amenities for them. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it, it, it's uh, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm not too familiar with other states but you know, or metropolitan area, but in Sydney it's a big, big problem. There's not enough parks to, to service what's required. Um, you know, so, so and it explains you, it explains why you have to go down that pathway. You want you want to give them access to 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 be able to play a contest. Uh, I, I suppose Arpia at Lambert Park have done similarly. Haven't uh, they? I, I mean, you probably at least in the top flight, it would be. I mean, without putting a specific sum on it, there'd probably be the majority of, of, of clubs in the, the top flight of that NPL that are, are playing on on synthetics or, or, or very close to, I'd imagine. There's only three grounds that aren't synthetic. Yeah. Is that right? Teams. Yeah. Wow. Oh, gee, that's for three of them. The three of them that aren't synthetic. Yeah, I, I think I think there's some some food for uh, thought on that front here in, in, yeah, here in Earl, Victoria. Earl, I think a few I more think could Earl probably Harlan suit. Can can jump even higher on artificial pitch? Can he? Is that what you're saying to me, uh, Sam? Yeah, thank you for giving us so much of your time. And uh, once again, no problem. Many tremendous to, to traverse uh, some of the uh, storylines. And I love the fact that your community officer plays for Sydney Fifty Eight. That's just. <laughs> That's just gorgeous. Uh, listen, uh, by the way, do you want me to speak to your mother and and help you cut a bit of slack? <laughs> no, 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 no. Men, she's men pretty. Uh, yeah. No, no, she's pretty. No, they tell me I'm very good with grandmothers. They tell me I'm very. <laughs> there are a lot of grandmothers there that still remember and they're very kind to me, and I might be able to na- navigate a, and and negotiate a good deal for you. Not with my mum. I'm sure my sister's going to be a good peacekeeper for the next two weeks. Oh, bless you, mate. Sam Krizlovich uh, joining best. us, uh, the sporting director at uh, the MacArthur Bulls, who are still smiling after uh, beating uh, the Oakley Cannons and making their way into the final of the Australia Cup. That's uh, Sam, and uh, we had Chris Taylor earlier. What have you made of the hour? 
Oh, it's been good. It's been good. I've, I've you've I've learned a, a few things. Yeah, and I'm I'm even more excited for a, the final. I think than I I was before. I mean, I, I knew there was some. <laughs> now cross- that you know, there's so much story. Yeah, I mean, I I knew there was some crossover, but I the wow. the scale, the extent, and I, and I do think it is almost, um, especially as we come towards a time where, hopefully, within the next decade that gap between the old and the new does bridge itself yeah. um, and we're getting closer and closer to the sort of start of that process commencing, I think to have a final on the eve of those sort of things that is NPL against Ailing and is one of the most historical traditional um, clubs in the country yep. up against literally one of the, the, freshest. the, the newest club. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is, you know... Exactly. Um, uh, old soccer, new football, but in a good way. Yeah, yeah, I in, in a good way. Yeah, I think. I, I think the the timing of it is um, exciting. And, okay. and look, it might, might not be the last time we see these two sides wow. meet. Who knows? Who knows? Yes. George. All right, uh, Lockie. Thank you very much. Uh, but just before we go, mm-hmm. uh, a highlight for you this week in football. Oh, I, as in, what am I looking forward to? No, no. What's 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 been the most exciting news of this week? The most exciting the, news. The thing that put a bigger smile on you. The thing that put I know you, bi- I know you were depressed after Oakley lost <laughs> and you because you 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 okay. you'd invested so much time. I have I've got an answer Go on. on this and it's a, it's an answer that that keeps in mind that the program we've got coming up uh, very shortly which is uh, it's Radio Dub with myself and Pakua Frimpong. Yep. Uh, the announcement finally of the A-League women's Fixturing. It's finally here. And not just that, the fact that all of the games will be uh, free on 10 Play uh, to, to watch uh, at, at a good time. And the uh, the introduction of a new sort of goal rush style program for the yes. A League Women's, which I yes. think will see some um, uh, exciting new opportunities be explored, some exciting new talent potentially come through as well. I think the the game can only stand to benefit from those sorts of um, innovations. Well spoken, uh, Lockie Flanagan, George Danikian, State of Our Football Nation. This is FNR back with more next week. Thank you for joining us. You're listening to the State of Our Football Nation on FNR.